Yeah, happy days. Yeah, welcome to uh, your Growing Rugby League your podcast. Uh, just sharing different stories within rugby league world and others within you know, Surama Rugby League um, that doing their bit. Um, you know, they've got a great story out there. Today we've got big Sammy Johnstone on, um, who's from Mackay. He's got a great story um, with, with coming through the ranks and the Villa Franchet um, in Elite Two. Um, he's come through um, your South Sydney Rabbitohs pathways um, into you know NRL squad. Um, some time away, gone back home to Mackay, back to Mackay Cutters, Queensland Cup, then local league, and then opportunity into France. So um, he's got a great story, and and just himself. Look, I, I use him as a great role model and example to players out there. Um, so, uh, yeah, definitely keen to hear his story and your background, mate. So, how are you today? Or tonight? Our end, your day, your end? <laughs> yeah, good, mate. Good. Um, it's a pleasure to be on. Like, um, just I'll say for myself that you know, I'm really grateful that um, you've helped me for this opportunity that I've had to come over to France. Um, it's not something that was ever sort of really on my radar. And um, I know without your help, and um, getting me here that like I wouldn't have got to experience the experience that I've had. So um, I'm really grateful for that. And that's why I'm more than happy to jump on and um, help you grow the game because I know it's something that you're really passionate about. So um, it's a pleasure to be on. And yeah, I'm keen to share my story and hopefully inspire, you know, some of the other young Shrama Rugby League recruits and um, go from there. Yeah, no, you're, you're a legend, mate. And like I said, I use yourself as a perfect example um, with your career um, previously, even though you're still young and you've still got a big career ahead of you, but what you've done previously, um, gone through adversity, um, and then also now, um, you know, going rugby league over in France and just work with a few other players as well, similar backgrounds to yourself, but just heading over to France is sort of to freshen up as well, um, just with life experiences, um, and, and with the game, so you've done everything um, you're well on and off the field um, with the club's you know point of view and 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 following your progress there over, and then obviously now you've got a big grand final um, on Sunday, so definitely um, yeah keen to see you in, in action. Um, before yeah we'll, we'll go through um, your 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 life story um, and and also your life in France at the moment and the different experiences, but um, you, were you born in, in Mackay? Yeah, mate, I was um, born and bred in Mackay. I uh, grew up there my whole life. Um, went to Mackay State High School, which is a bit of a, uh, in Mackay, sort of the, the state school for rugby league. They have a nice rugby league yeah. academy there. Um, I've had some, you know, pretty great players go through there, like um, Jelly Terry Evans, Ben Barber. Uh, Callum Ponga was there for a couple of, uh, couple of years. So um, it's been a great little um, program, and definitely, I can definitely say, without the help of Mackay State High, um, I wouldn't have got to the level that I was fortunate enough to get to in, in Australia and over here in France. Um, so yeah, I was I was born in Mackay, um, played juniors uh, for brothers there in Mackay, and then um, moved across to South South Sharks Mackay just before um, I moved to Sydney. Um, I was fortunate enough, under 15s, I made Queensland, um, Queensland White, and then um, moving forward, 
uh, signed with the Raiders um, when I was 16, just on uh, like a, a scholarship deal. Uh, so yep. I was with the Raiders uh, for two years um, while I was sort of the last two years of school. Um, and then in grade 12, I was lucky enough to make the under-18 schoolboys side as well. Um, from there, went down to Wollongong, um, still being signed with the Raiders and put on, I was lucky enough to put on a pretty good show on at the, the national championships there in down in Wollongong in 2015, that would have been, um, and got offered, got some offers from um, a fair few clubs after sort of that, that carnival. Um, ultimately, I decided to sign with the Rabbitohs. Um, it was pretty close between them and the Roosters, which is, you know, funny because of their rivalry and for yeah. a guy all the way to still sort of be in the, the midst of that was um, something I probably didn't realise at the time. Um, but Michael Maguire, he sort of definitely played a big role in um, he's uh, in me going to the, the Rabbitohs at the time. Um, he was still the coach when I, when I signed there. And um, partly the other reason was I did also support Rabbitohs growing up. So that might have swung me a little yeah. bit and they were really good with my mum and dad. So, you know, being a young fellow, I was, you know, 17 straight out of school. It was really important that, um, you know, I got the support I needed down there. And um, mm. I can't thank Rabbitohs enough for the support they gave me for the three and a half, four years I was there. So, um, yeah, I went down there straight from school. Didn't get to go to schoolies. I was straight in the preseason because I was already late. Yes. Um, yep. The, the preseason already started. Um, got there. I was training partly with the under twenties and partly with the SG balls because I was still only seventeen. Um, and we'll, when we'll play yep. an SG ball, so um, went through there. We had a really good team in the under 18s Like Cam Murray was their captain. Uh, Kim Kumamatangi was playing. Emre Gula. Um, Campbell Graham, so we we're lucky enough we had a really good side, but got knocked out in the semi-finals that year, which was a bit unfortunate. Um, then after that, I, I was sort of trading with twenties, but being an eighteen-year-old front row at the time, you know, it's hard to crack a couple of years older. So I was training yeah. with twenties and played for a local team called the Coogee Wombats. Um, under yep. nineteen, shout out there. to them. Yeah, shout out to them. Uh, we actually went on and, and, and won a premiership that year as well for the under-19 Kujiwumbats, which was, you know, that's the last grand final I've won so far. So hoping hoping to take another yes. one off this week. Um, yeah. So, yeah, definitely an experience. You know, I got to experience the, the Sydney locals and, and run around with them. It was really, really cool uh, at the time. Uh, then moving on to – that was 2016. Moving on to 2017, I we got um, – Ryan Carrion is our coach. Who, he's a great young coach. I, I think he's at Parramatta at the moment, but um, he had a big impact on my career. Um, started coming off the bench um, in when I was so I was a nineteen year old playing twenties um, in twenty seventeen. I was coming off the bench um, and I was, started playing some good footy. Um, and then I got an opportunity to start. Um, and then from there, I was my footy was getting better and better. I was getting fitter, started playing 80 minutes, um, you know, in the middle there. And um, halfway through the year, I was lucky enough. I got um, – I didn't make the original Maroons team, but um, I got a call yep. from Justin Rogers and um, uh, I believe – I can't remember who it was, but someone went down or was going up to play first grade. So I got to come in um, to the Maroons team and I was 18th man that year. That was 2017. So that was a really cool experience, you know, getting around the boys and um, 
learning like I've done schoolboys Queensland, but not like um yeah the Maroon. It's a bit a little bit different. Yeah. Like it was really um you know you did everything like the, the the top squad, so that was really cool to see. Um, then I went back, you know, from that experience, learned from that experience as 18th man, and continued out the year and had a really good year um, with the Rabbitohs. Ended up re-signing uh, for three more years after that year with the Rabbitohs. And then um, the first year was sort of like a part-time contract where I was part-time um, first grade and then I'd work part-time as well and, and play yep. uh, New South Wales Park. So I, I uh, played New South Wales Cup. What were you doing for work? Yeah, so I, I was a, the Rabbitohs, they were really good. They set it up and we did. I did a plumbing apprenticeship while I was down there. So those okay. first two yep. years, while I was in 20s, I was also doing a plumbing apprenticeship. And yep. then yep. Um, yeah. that third year while I was there, I was also I was part-time and I had a really good boss. He sort of let me. You know, I'd have to train my first grade day. He'd let me go train first grade and then, you know, if I had to travel or whatever. So he was really good and I learned a lot, you know, being a tradie and working around Sydney and the Sydney suburb, suburbs. So that was really good. Um, yeah, and then 2019, I, I was playing the whole year, playing New South Wales Cup. I was playing decent footy. I'd, you know, I was in and out of the starting side. Um, there was a couple of good front rows at the time, Reese Kennedy, um he's over in uh england at the moment um he's at the broncos and south uh obviously in the first grade we had you know to be taller and all that in front of me so i was sort of by my time down in uh, new south Wales cup um and then i was lucky enough to be selected that year in the the maroons team again on the 20s and maroons team and um got to play this yeah. year which we had pretty stacked side um we were the first Queensland Maroons team ever win it under twenties like Maroons. New South Wales had won the previous six or seven. So that was a it was a massive moment, probably so far the highlight of my career um was winning that one. Um, especially with looking at some of the boys in that team. You know, you got Paddy Carrigan, yeah. Tom Flegler, Harry Grant, all of them are playing the in the top the top um, Maroon team now. So um, yeah. that was definitely one of the highlights of my career. Um and then from there, unfortunately, a couple of weeks after that game, I done my shoulder. You know, all part of rugby league. Um, yeah. Started rehabbing it, and then it was around that time. I don't think it was because of injuries, but I just started to probably um, have have doubts if I wanted to keep putting my body and like my mind through rugby league. Like I was pretty isolated down in Sydney. Yeah. Um, being from Mackay. Yep. Didn't have any family. I'm left when I was 17, um, and you could almost say I was a little bit homesick. Um, and I just uh, – so yeah. I, I kept training out. It all sort of happened um, when Anthony Seabold and, and Wayne Bennett sort of did the did the exchange with the Broncos and the Rabbitohs, for those that remember that. I was there during all that, mm-hmm. and it was all a little bit messy and um, didn't really know where I stood, and I probably, um, probably started to lose myself a little bit. Um, and you know, probably where I needed a bit of a role model to step in and help, or maybe didn't have that because you know, I was a little bit isolated and lived by myself and stuff like that. So, from there, I after Christmas, um, you know, Wayne Bennett, he was anyone that's been around him or been coached by him, he tells it how it is, and he was really big on mm. you know, 
living in above the line or below the line. Like you got to be above the line if you want to be in first grade, like 100% in. And um, I just think that I, where I was in my life and career and what I wanted to do, I decided that I didn't want to waste anybody's time, especially my own time. So I, I made a decision yeah. going and I sat down and spoke to him and just told him where I was at. And um, he was really good. He had he had probably the best reaction and he was, you know, really respected me to come in and, and, and do that, especially at the time. Like I was still still had two years left on my first grade contract because I was going up to the yeah. top 30. Um, I still had two years left there and um, at the time there were some big articles coming out um, around some expectations and stuff, but um yeah they really respected me and and for making that decision and 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 moving back home so yeah then i made the decision to move back to Mackay, um back home where my mates were my support base was and the plan of course wasn't to play rugby league that year but um steve shepherd at the cutters he was blowing up my phone a little bit heard that i was back in town (laughs) yeah yeah we all everyone knows pup so I ended up going back to the Cutters and um, playing a season there, which I I really enjoyed just being around, like playing for the hometown Cutters, you know, growing up yeah. in Mackay, that was I probably thought that was the pinnacle at the time, like before I ended up going down south. So yep. playing for the Cutters, you know, a bit of a dream come true just, just because I'm a hometown boy playing there and played a year there. And, um, yeah, then sort of COVID hit and um, – Cutters was still trying to get me to play, but I just decided that I'd play some local footy. And then I captained the South Sharks last year, and um, that was really good. I learned a lot about myself um, being, you know, 24 and, and captain an A-grade side. I got, got to learn a lot about myself and my leadership qualities. And, um, and yeah, I ended up running into a post that you put up about a club over in France of all places looking for some yeah. front rowers. and. <laughs> Just sort of said to the missus, you feel like moving, and yeah, we just sort of went from there, and now I'm over here. So it's been been a wild journey, but um, it's been a journey that yeah. not many can say that they've been on. Um, and it's been unique, and definitely has shaped me and um, made me who I am today. And I definitely thank again the rugby league and the adversity and, and everything I've been through. Um, but yeah, that's about. That's my story, so I'm um, yeah. lucky enough to be a great. No, like, yeah, you know, you, you've mentioned um, a, a lot of things there. Like I said, you're, you're a great role model for others. Look, one, you know, you reached out to your your coach um, and then the club there when you weren't, you know, feeling quite right. So I communicate that to a lot of the players. You know, there's a lot of times you just need to communicate with the coaches. The coaches want want that. Um, you know, to, to players to, to seek feedback, um, and then also, you know, when you were younger too, re- regarding your, your men- mentality. So, I communicate that all the time. You know, your strongest muscle, um, and your worst enemy is is your mind. So, um, if you can you can train your mind well, um, you can do anything. But yeah, as soon as you have doubts or you know your confidence isn't there, um, you can you know, really eat away at you, eat away at you, um, and especially be- being young as well. But um, with that adversity, with the injuries, with being away from home, um, and you know, you've, you've been able to experience all the, all of that with your young age, where a lot of people don't get to experience it. You've had the 
the highs of going right through, you know, making, you know, the rep teams, um, NRL interests, NRL signs, um, you know, that, that Queensland sides, you know, pretty much that whole team, you know, kicked on to, you know, to NRL. Um, so, yeah, it's just about, you know, keeping positive and, you know, keep keep chipping away. And the big one, you know, life off the field, which, which you were doing now, um, you know, no one else around your age, or I'd say so, you know, from that Rabbitohs that was coming through that being able to experience what you have now um, is something to, to cherish. And then look, you're saying with your age, being a captain um, for your local team and heading over there, um, it really moulds you um, as a person on and off the field. Yeah, for sure. It's been like um, like my journey. I think the biggest thing, especially for kids coming through these days, is you know a lot of people will say to me, "Oh, you know, you should have stayed. You would have played NRL, like all this, like, all this other stuff." But the biggest thing for me is there's so much more to life than footy. I know footy is is a major part of who you are, who I am, and who a lot of people are. But the biggest thing is you, you need to put yourself first, and you know your mental health and family and stuff like rugby league shouldn't be first, shouldn't be the number one. Um, so, you know, and lots of people don't understand that. They're like, oh, you know, it's the best job in the world. You've got to train every day. But they also don't understand what an NRL preseason feels like, you know. So um, yeah, you have all those people. But the biggest thing is I'm, I don't regret my decision for leaving. I'm happy with him myself. Um, my family were super supportive. Always, you know, my mum and dad were the first to say, come home like when I wasn't feeling right. So, um, and, and they were the ones that probably gave up the most out of anyone to get to me, get me to where I was. So um, to have that support and um, sort of that made me it even easier for me to come home. And yeah, I'm still, still to this mm. day, don't regret my decision because I didn't like where I was going and, and what um, the path I was going down. So, and I've got to experience a whole different, side of rugby league that I never would have experienced if I'd stayed, you know, and got the NRL, NRL route. So I'm really thank- thankful for that. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, you're still, you're still you're very, very young. I mean, yeah, as front rollers, you know, you don't really mature until, you know, your, your late 20s um, anyway there. And um, what you're saying about with, with when you're playing front row, you know, playing the big minutes, the 80 minutes there, I you communicate that to a, a lot of the front rows or any players out there. If you if you do want to try and stand out and progress, um, especially as a forward, you try and really work on your your fitness to get the minutes out. Um, especially you know this day and age in rugby league, how everything's um, you're changing as, as well. Um, so like I said, you're you're, you're a perfect example and pin up. To, to everything, what what I communicate and say um, to everyone, exactly what you just said about um, there's more to life as well. I, I repeat myself to, to everyone, um, you know, your work and family comes first. Um, yeah, and especially, you know, if, if you, your, your mental health and that as well. So end of the day, you've got to do what makes you happy um, and you know your, your testament to what, what you've done but like i said you're st- still very young and um you're years ahead of you um on and off the field um so yeah so you're in um your villa franche um yeah at, at the moment you know they've been a, a club of mine um since uh, i've been recruiting for them since 2014 like when we when we first communicated 
Um, they've been really, you know, great to myself. Um, you know, we've got players there every single season. Um, you know, they've so uh, Bernard Gregorius, um, when he went over, you know, they progressed and, you know, won the comp. And when I first started speaking to yourself, they did have a, a lean year last year and you there and, now, and obviously your Corey there as well. Um, you just, you know, put the icing on the cake with the, um, the squad you've got there. So you're pretty much exactly where everyone expected and, and what I envisioned and you only got, you know, one more game to go. So um, how, how are you feeling um, for it? How's the prep been? Yeah, mate, it's been um, – the club have been really good. Like uh, they allowed, you know, my, my, my missus to come over with me and, and which was really big. Um, we come here a little bit late and they've been really uh, welcoming. Like there's not much English getting around in the Villa French, but um, everyone yeah. tries and they still make you feel welcome even if um, you can't quite grasp and, and pick up what's going on. But in terms of the team, yeah, we've had a, we had a really hot start um, and we sort of had a little bit of a lull period there just after Christmas, you know, as as you'd expect after we started really well. Um, mm. And then coming into the, the finals, we started to hit our straps again um, and we had a really good finals win a uh, couple of weeks ago, um, or sorry, yes. last week, um, to get us into the grand final after we finished second and got that first week off uh, of finals, which was good. Um, our prep, it's been really good. We've got tr- uh, three more sessions left. Um, before the grand final, and um, the grand final is definitely going to be a cracker with uh, the team we're playing, Ilse Tet. Uh, they finished first, so we finished second, they finished first, and they've got us both times we've played yeah. this year. So we're really going to yeah. have to be yeah. at our best. But um, something that does sort of swing our way is both times we've played them, we haven't had our full strength side. I didn't play for one of the yeah. games. Um, Vladika, our good front row, didn't play. So yeah. we definitely have, we've definitely improved a lot since we last played them. Uh, we say the club with their recruitment. Um, there's myself and Corey over here, internationals, but they've also recruited really well within um, France as well. So, like they, yep. I think, like you said, they had a bit of a lean year last year, but they they went out and um, you know, spent a bit of money to to make sure this year was better. And like you said, just making the grand final, I think, was massive for the town. Like we said, they celebrated afterwards, like we'd won the grand final. So. Um, making it is a major tick, but as Kobe Bryant said, job's not finished. We've got one to get. Um, and it would be pretty cool to come over here and, and, and win a, my first grand final since um, I was 18. So it's been seven seven years now. So that would be uh, something pretty special. And to, to say you've won a grand yeah. final in a different country would be, uh, would be pretty yeah. cool. So I'm looking forward to a big game. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll just swing back to you during your time in um, yeah, Sydney. How did you find the, the city life? Um, you know, obviously, I, I spent five years up in Mackay, and during that time, I, I felt myself as a bit of a country boy. Like, I was originally, you know, from Brisbane, and I was a city boy. But when I'm spending the five years there, I really uh, immersed myself in, in the town, and uh, I love my time up there and still speak to everyone. But and then, um, I ended up moving down to Sydney, not long after I left Mackay and yeah, it's, it's, it's a different kettle of fish there. So, so you've gone from country town to big Sydney um, and then you're yeah, back to sort of, or smaller than Mackay Villa Franchise. So how 
was the Sydney life? Had you you cope down there um, and, and whatnot? Yeah, definitely. So, like, I, I grew up in Mackay my whole life, which we know it's it's not a tiny town, but it's not definitely no mm. city. Um, but yeah, I, I went straight to Sydney when I was when I was seventeen. So that probably before I was eighteen. Um, was like that probably six months between I finished school and, and turn 18 was probably the hardest you know I couldn't really you know go out or, or anything like that um, but I I was pretty good in terms of like you know the, the traffic and the people and because I'm someone that I've always liked change and like stuff to do like I was always out um, going to the beach or you know um, going shopping or when I want to turn 18, I, I love to play a little bit of poker and stuff like that. So in terms of the the change, which a lot of people might have struggled with, I think I, I dealt with it pretty well um, because I, yeah. I always told my dad I sort of wanted to get out of Mackay to a bit bigger city just because it's just the way I've always been. Um, I did grow up on a, not a few, like on a couple of acres. Like we didn't have a farm or anything back home, but um, definitely – bit bigger than the blocks I was living down in Sydney and probably the biggest thing when I did move to Sydney which helped me a lot was the Rabbitohs set me up with a with a family so I was sort of like in a, in a billet family scenario yep. so I wasn't sort of living by myself or with one of the boys I was sort of in a family environment and um, Brennan and, and yeah. Louise um, who was who I was set up with they had two young kids and they really like were a really family figure for me down there so I was lucky in that respect where I had you know, a family that, you know, they'd cook me dinners on, on most nights and stuff like that. So I was really lucky in that respect because I think it would have been a lot harder if I was trying to live down there. Yeah, big time. Live in a, um, a unit or something by myself and do that sort of stuff. But, yeah, the Rabbitohs were good. And, and then for the second part when I was down there, I was living with a different family. So I got really lucky. I got two really good families that, as a young fella, you probably need. Um but I, I think the system now, how they've got where you play under 20s in your hometown, if you can, um, and then you go away, I think that works a lot better. It doesn't put the, the pressure yeah. on the young 17, 18-year-olds. that. And I, I, I experienced that, thought you had to be it all and, and all that before you even made it sort of thing. So I think by staying home, kids can sort of mature, grow up, be around their friends because that was probably the biggest thing for me is like leaving my friends, you know, yeah. All my going out partying back home, and I was stuck in Sydney, you know, eating salmon for for dinner just because you know I had to be fit, mm-hmm. and that was that was your job. So the sacrifices were definitely huge, but um, I was lucky that I got some really good families that helped me out and helped me through some some time. So that was really good. Um, and then yeah, coming yeah, yeah. back to Mackay, and okay. then coming over to the Villa Franche, it's a bit different. But um, yeah. like you know yourself, the culture. Is um, there's not too much that worries the French. They're pretty pretty laid back. Um, they don't yeah. like the, to yeah, hurry. Tank it, do some on. Yeah. Yeah, and they like to eat dinner very late, which catches me off guard because I'm a big hungry dude, so I like to eat dinner pretty early. But up to train late, eat dinner late, um, and they're not too busy in the mornings. So. Yeah. Yeah. Could you um, yeah, sort of explain? Um, it's sort of uh, imaginary, just how, what the town's like, how many people's there. Um, I know, like, speaking to the other boys, like the, you know, the other Aussie boys I spoke to at La Scure, um, you know, they were living in Albi, which is like 
it is sort of you know, a bit of a city life there, but I know Villafranche is, is very similar to where I was in Riamont. Um, yeah, it is a very small, small town, and you do really have to immerse yourself as within the French culture, unlike some other, you know, um, you know, the other time when I was in Toulon, that was the total opposite where, you know, it was a huge city life and look, it wasn't that French feel, which I, I didn't like personally, but um, yeah, can you sort of explain um, what Villafranche is like? Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's not as small as I envisioned when I first come over here. Like my missus, she's from Pittsworth, which is uh, west of Toowoomba, with about yeah, two thousand yeah. people. Yeah. So, like that's that's in my mind a small town. Uh, there'd probably be about ten to twelve thousand people um, within the not definitely not in the town, but within the surrounding area. Yeah, um, it's just sort of the sort of town that you can, we walk from our house where we are here, and we can walk into town. We can walk to all the supermarkets. Uh, there's one main road that stretches sort of straight through um to the town center um the town center is all it's very french you know it's everything you can envision the little cafes the three four stories little um yeah. alleyways where you can only walk down um it's actually a beautiful little town it's built like in between uh it's in, in a valley you know there's hills all around and um and like you said i, I think the difference because we'll actually now be on the weekend and the difference between like an Albi or a Toulon or a Toulouse is, you know, you can go to a, a restaurant and you can order in English, which mm. makes everything a lot easier. Yeah. But in the Villa French, like you're saying, um, it's a lot like more country and it's a, probably a, a lot older population and not too many speak English. So yeah. it, it has been a, um, a bit of a challenge in certain places, but what we've sort of picked, we've been doing our Duolingo and we started, we did some French lessons before Christmas yeah. and now you can get enough to sort of buy. And, you know, everyone will try if they, some will speak a couple of words of English, but um, yeah, it, I think it's different in that respect where you're definitely in the culture, you know, everyone's drinking yeah. their wine and their little cafes and um, croissants for breakfast. Like it's everything, everything you think about France, I think, Villa French or little villages like this definitely. Yeah, um, that's what vision um, compared to like those bigger cities. Yeah. Um, you might not get that full experience. Yeah, uh, yeah very grateful for, for that opportunity to come here. But at times it has also been very challenging, like um, especially during the winter months. Um, as you know, it's very cold over here, so there's not too much to do because you don't really want to get out too too long. So, um, but yeah, yeah. I, I've enjoyed the experience. Sure. Yep. How's your um your French French now? I remember when before you were heading over, look with all the boys um that head to France, I always send you out that the the big list of your certain things to, to do. You know, obviously with the Duolingo and um some words and stuff to bring and that. But yeah, how's your French now? Um, so have you picked up. I'll, I'll be honest, it's uh not not great. It's. I, I feel like Fran French is a very hard language to learn. Um, yeah. I definitely was putting in the hard yards for a bit there, but I got to, I, I, I'll put my hand up and say that I did slack off a fair bit. Um, in saying that, I, I understand probably the stuff that I need to, like to get you through a supermarket checkout yeah. to, 
to order something. Like I can understand and, and pick up on words. The main things as well at, at rugby league, like like you said, that list, like you know, balloon and placage and all the stuff mm. that you sort of need to know, the lefts, the rights. Um, and like when our coach David's speaking, like I can't understand him, but I can understand <laughs> little things that he might like, you know, yeah. there's a lot of words that are similar, like discipline and stuff like that. So you can pick out that. But um, in terms of sitting down and having a conversation, I've got no hope. Yeah, yeah. I, bringing back memories, yeah, I remember, yeah, we'd, we'd have our um, our video session. We'd, we'd have our yeah. video session. Look, I wouldn't have a clue um, what, he, what he was saying. But, you know, you'd sort of hear something, one word you'd sort of remember, and then you'd sort of do like dot to dot to dot sort of around of sort of what he's talking about. Yeah, um, for sure. And then, like, on, on game day, during the game, it was fairly, look, just for myself, it was sort of fairly easy um, because, you know, look, you're sort of saying um, same words, you know, over and over. Or, you know, you say, like, you're two to the middle or, you know, for a shot or, you know, I've got legs or I've got control in, in different things. So, so that was fairly easy. But, yeah, the French... Language is yeah. What I try and yeah, tell everyone that do want to come come over here, it is a total different um, yeah language to, to learn, and it it is very very tough. But um, yeah, at least now you've you've got to experience it. Yeah, for sure. And I'm lucky enough that if uh, like there's a there's a good group of boys that speak pretty good English. Um, obviously, French boys that speak good English. So anything I don't understand mm. or need translated you just sort of ask them afterwards and, and they were really good so and like you said during the games like being a front rower i don't really need to know too much i just need to know to, to take it up the middle and and, and get quick the balls and make my tackles so I'm, I'm lucky in that respect i'd hate to be a halfback or a fullback trying to um work mm. that around that but yeah in terms of the language it is a barrier for sure and it's, it's something for anyone that it does want to come over here they have to be uh, probably prepared for it um for sure yeah but it's something that after a couple of weeks you can sort of start to move past and and everyone's really good and especially like town like like a little town like little french everyone's really um uh, what's the word like open and, and they really try to help you out where they can so that's been really good yeah now did you get to do much um yeah were you Oh, you just did you sorry you just cut out there did you ask about travel with the coach coaching have you, did you get to do much of the coaching oh okay yeah um yeah so before christmas we were doing myself and corey we were going down and helping the under 15s and under 17s um but again uh we, we were limited because the kids probably speak less english than the adults so we did try to we were just doing a bit of fun drills with them and stuff like that we weren't so much coaching, which was frustrating because I'm a coach back home. I've coached mm. um, junior rep teams and I've coached um, a few junior teams, a coach school team. So I do really enjoy the coaching side of it as well. So it was um, it was hard not being able to immerse myself as much as I, I would like in that. But at the same time, it is good to see, you know, um, grassroots in a different setting, um, especially where it's so mm. union dominated over here. They, they probably do struggle in the junior rep, so it was really good to help out where we could. Um, but it hasn't been too much since Christmas. Um, I think they sort of slowed down, 
haven't done too much since after Christmas. But yeah, it was really good the stuff we got to do for sure. Yeah, yeah. Just with, with the coaching side of things, um, you know, that was you know, my you know I, I was professional over there as a player. Also, um, you know, the, the coaching side of things and, and helping out. So I had to sort of learn along the along the way. Um, but yeah, just the amount of talent because I was dealing with all all ages and obviously gone to away games and certain things. But just the amount of talent that was there. Um, you know, maybe not the you know the fifteen, sixteens, but the younger ones is just they were just freaks. And if they played any of the Australians, you know, at, at that age, you know, it'd be very, very um, you know, strong game. But you know, when the kids get to around that fifteen, sixteen year old, you know, they they have an opportunity to you know say get a scholarship or you know to get a bit of money or whatever with rugby union, and that's why they lose so many the top young talent to rugby union. Um, and it's just, yeah, obviously, you know, sad to see and hear regarding, you know, with the, with the world cup, um, not being staged there now. Um, what's the feel, um, like there at the moment, has it been communicated much in the media or, you know, with the town, um, not having the world cup there now? Yeah, um, well, I haven't been – it's only just sort of got announced the last couple of days, so we haven't had a training session yet to sort of talk to the boys. But, um, yeah, a few of them I've put in our group chat that they're not too happy with it. Um, obviously, it would have been a massive thing um, for the country and for rugby league in the country to help grow the game, having the World Cup um, throughout France. I think that would have been really beneficial. Um like you said, the juniors, you know, a few of those young young boys at 14, 15 that might be on the edge of, you know, between union and league and then they see the World Cup and got to go watch a, the, the Aussies play, you know, France. I think that, you know, would have been really big for the for the country and, and for the, the, yeah. the towns that we've been in. So I think that is very disappointing. Um, and I, I've read a little bit in the media that it's due to funding or whatever it is. But so, yeah, that... that for rugby league in France, I think it is very disappointing, um, and, and it's going to hurt the game. I think in the long run, um, which is yeah. which is also disappointing because, yeah. like you said, there there is some kids with some talent here, but they just straight away get snapped up by Union because it's the dominant dominant sport. It's a bit like, you know, if you look at Queensland, where um, dominant sports rugby league, you know, any sort yeah. of good NFL player that could play rugby league probably end up in rugby league with vice versa when you're in Victoria or South Australia. So, um, yeah, hopefully they can maybe have it in the future or they can work it out. But, yeah, in terms of what it's done to the sport, I don't think it's great for uh, rugby league in France for the immediate future. Yeah, yeah, no, so it's been a, um, yeah, we just, myself personally, you know, you know I'm that passionate about the game and uh, just, for you know, having Luke Lacoste there uh, for France, he's been a, a, a great shining light and views for. Got you back. Yep, bugger. Uh, yeah, still recording. So yeah, yeah, it's right. just a, yeah, 
been a bit of a, a shame there, but you know, hopefully um, it doesn't hurt you know, the, the local um, your competition there you know, too much. Um, you know, I won't hold you up too much longer, but uh, did you, have you got to do much travelling while you're over there with the MISO and um, experience Europe? Yeah, mate, we've, um, that's, that was when I'm thinking back to why I decided to, to comp, reach out and contact you. It was for the, the chance to get to the other side of the world, and, and France is a really good base, so we've had the opportunity to go. Um, we've been to, obviously, you know, Paris and, and Nice, two probably big parts, uh, the big, sorry, cities that you're thinking about when you're thinking about France. Well, we got to go to Switzerland for Christmas, which was really cool to see, like, the Christmas markets and stuff. Uh, we got down to Spain, down to San Sebastian, which was, you know, some amazing beaches yeah. down there. And then for after the grand final, we have a massive trip planned where we'll get back down to Spain, we'll get to Barcelona. Um, yes. And we're taking some vans and sleeping in the vans, which is going to be cool, um, with the missus and her family and, and one of her friends. So we get to do uh, Spain, we'll do up the up to the east coast of France again, do Nice, Monaco, down through Italy, get to see Rome. Uh, Leaning Tower of Pisa, Amalfi Coast, Sorrento, stuff like that. Um, and then we'll fly to Greece and do the Greek islands. So, um, yeah, we've got a big, yeah, really big, big trip planned um, post grand final. Um, so, really looking forward to that. And um, that was a big part of why we sort of come over here was, was to get the opportunity to do that from a good sort of base. Um, so, yeah, and we're lo- really looking forward to a bit of a European summer and, and experiencing all that before we get back back home so yeah yeah the travel no, that's, like, cool. that's that's an un, unreal like um like i tell everyone it is super easy um you know to do whatever you want in, in rugby league um whether you want to travel um you know, overseas or you know, play in france or play in england or literally anywhere and it is a quick and easy process i've, I've got different tiers um, you know, I got you on board my recruits tier, which is you know, my high tier there, but I also got you know, um, the membership for the for other boys below, and um, yeah, it's just super easy. Um, so if anyone interested, you yeah, don't hesitate to yeah, get in touch. Um, just the last few things, yeah, just uh, here, you know, obviously, you know, you're still very young, but you've been through a lot with life and rugby league wise have you got any um, advice out there um you know for, for players young players coming through the ranks and um you, you just every with your experience what you've done yeah the biggest you know, thing uh, yeah yeah for sure like my biggest thing would just to be like not to put too much pressure on yourself like there's so much more to life than rugby league um, if, if you want to be an NRL player, that's great. But if you don't want to be an NRL player, that's also great. And you've got to learn that, that rugby league can also be a vehicle for so much more than uh, than NRL. Like if you live in Australia, like for example, I, I never would have thought that I would have ended up in France or, you know, like you said, easy to end up in England. Um, the United States are starting to pick it's starting to pick up over there. So the, the opportunities to travel the world. Um, and do it way like at a bit of a lower level is is massive. So I think just don't put too much pressure on yourself, um, and and just whatever you want to do with your life, you can do. Especially in rugby league, um, you just need people like yourself with contacts. Um, and like you, you said there, like you've been a massive help um, with organising everything over here. I definitely wouldn't end up here without you. So 
on a side note, I do want to thank you for that and, and thank you for the opportunity that you gave me. Um, and I think that it's really like what you're trying to do with growing rugby league. I think it's really great and I think it's great for our game um, and definitely something that, you know, I'm happy to support. And um, if any of my friends, they've a few have already asked me how I got over here and stuff like that. And straight away, I just say sort of through, through Shrama. So um, it's a big credit to you. And I think uh, um, it's massive for our game. So thanks for that. But yeah. Yeah, you're you're a legend, mate, and um, yeah, I'll still keep yeah, promoting um, yeah, you're, you're as a great role model um uh, for yeah, for players out there, and then just what you spoke a little bit bit earlier about you know for players, you know when they're twenty, they can you know opportunity to stay home instead of moving. Uh, I do promote that quite a lot to the the boys, uh, um, you know, you, you know you don't have to move away from home, um, you, you just got to trust the process. Nothing beats playing playing well um, and consistent and then you progress through the ranks until you get to senior football and, you know, you'll get picked up then. Um, yeah, just a big shout-out while, while I got you here. Yeah, shout-out to, you obviously, to your South Mackay Sharks and, and the Cutters. Um, yeah, two of you know, both my old teams and, and members, member clubs of mine. So they've been a huge impact um, yeah, for myself. And then obviously now with the relationship um, with yourself and then obviously yeah, Villa Franche as well. Um, they've been huge to myself, the brand, with everything that we've been trying to do for, for years now, since 2014. And obviously Dave wasn't there as a coach right at the start, um, but when he's come in, you know, he's been a, a great help for myself and, and all the boys. So uh, onwards and upwards and um, bon chance. Um, you know, hopefully you get the win on the weekend um, and you look forward to yeah, – uh, do you know whether it's going to be live-streamed at all, the game? Uh, I'm not too sure yet. I, I do. I assume it will be. Um, I think, some of, the, I think yeah. some of the boys have asked and they, they have said it's maybe on YouTube or something, but – yeah, yeah, I'll definitely I'll shoot you a message if I find out where it is. And you might be asleep, but you can watch it the next day or, or whatever yeah. else. So, yeah, I'm assuming that yeah. it will be live for sure. So, yeah, hopefully yeah, so we get the win. I'll, 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 be, I'll be sharing that, um, you know, like I do always. So I'll be sharing the, the game. I'm pretty sure it is live stream. But if anyone's watching to um, yeah, see Big Sammy play, he's the, the, the big unit. You, you won't miss him um, out there. But I appreciate your time, Legend, and um, you yeah, thank you for everything so same again bon chance and um uh, bonjour catch up thanks mate cheers